morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are listening to this podcast. My name is Amani Maranga and welcome to Living Truthfully. Episode, believe it or not, 3-0, episode 30, and we're just knocking on the door of 70,000 downloads. Wow! Thank you so much for you guys, Bana. Why? The love, the feedback, everything you're doing to just validate the work that we're doing. You got us the big award, you voted for us. So yes, I'm having people refer to me now as an award-winning podcaster. Thank you very much. Ah, Thank you so much. And we are doing this um, series. The series is Men and Their Hustle. And today in studio, I have a man, a real hustler. The guy who knows how to make business happen. This man is a friend of mine. This man has quite a story. This man is Sumit Walia. Karibu bwana Sumit. Thank you, Amani. Thank you. Um, now that you've got an award, <laughs> eh? yeah, yeah, you're blowing. Yeah, <laughs> please address me appropriately. Okay, Mr. Award winner. Yes, award winning podcast. Is there, do you get a title after that? You know, like MBA or BA or C? Yeah, I get a title. You do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's called B-A-K-E. Okay. Bake. Bake, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, then now guys thought it was, it was about cake. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and yeah. guys thought it was about cake because I'm fat. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's terrible, man. No, you're full of wisdom. Man. You can tell me it's not food. You're so full of wisdom. Your body is grown bigger. <laughs> Uh, the wisdom is showing around my, my around my waist, man. Thank yeah. you so so much for coming to me. No, You're no, a good no. man, and it's good to see you. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to reconnect uh, with you after a while. Yeah? Yes, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while, and yeah, it's, it's been. Uh, I think that while was uh, we, we we needed space. We needed space from each other. Well. Did we? I don't know. I, I needed space from everyone, <laughs> from, from life. Everyone. I, I needed, needed space from life, I man. needed space from life, man, as well. I met Sumit in church. I met you in about 2007 or 2008, was it? Probably, yeah. Probably. Um, um, and, and I was, first I was surprised. Mm. I, after, I'm going to reveal some things. <laughs> reveal, man. You were the only Indian in church. You were. I was, I think there were other, there was, there was probably one or two more, but uh, I think, um, I was the only one who was consistently there, so probably you just noticed me. I, 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 yeah, it was easy to notice you because yeah. you're black, eh? Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> well I, I think I was the most good-looking guy there, so you know what I mean. Yeah. You are the most good-looking <laughs> Indian, I know. Um, yeah. And, and so, I mean, for me, that was a that was an interesting thing. And, mm. and let me start from there because that was my authentic experience of you. Okay. Uh, just being able to see this guy, who you know everything about him uh, does not. Uh, much just the people I regularly see in church. Mm, Yet true. you're the you are like the one of the most spiritual people I know, and okay. it was it was amazing to just see your passion for God and your passion for the church at mm. the time. And maybe I want to start there and say like what got what got you into into the church? Was it how you grow up? Did you grow up with Christianity in front of you? How how did that no, happen? No, not really. So. The, I, I came to, uh, that time was Nairobi Chapel in 2005, mm-hmm. uh, or six, uh, two, five, six, there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I was just looking for God and that's, you know, I'm not, I wasn't really a religious person okay. at that time. So I was just looking for God. I was this place in life where my life was really not working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, I was just one of those guys who was 
partying, drinking, all these kinds of things. And I think I just got to this place where I was fed up. I was like, mm. man, this can't be life. Mm. There were other things going on with my family as well. My father had passed away. Um, so it was just a difficult time. And I just felt, you know, my future, um, I just needed some help. I needed uh, yeah. something supernatural, something God really. So I started going to a temple. That's I grew up a Hindu. I come mm. from I mean I came from a Hindu. I come from a Hindu family really. Mm. Mm. So I started going to a temple seeking, you know, something godly. Uh during that period a friend of mine invited me to a church, to Nairobi Chapel. Uh, yeah. So I went there. Um you know, it was different from going to a temple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh you know, it was loud music, uh, singing, worship, etc. You know, in a Hindu temple you just go everything's quiet, you bow down. I don't know. I have no you, idea. You haven't there. Eh? So basically it's a huge room, yeah. you know, they yeah. have uh, different gods, you yeah. know, statues. Mm-hmm. So you go, you bow down different mm-hmm. gods uh, for different kind of um for different purposes, things, yeah, for let's different call purposes, it. Yeah. So you go there if you're having financial issues, you go pray, you know, if you're having whatever, so you that's what you do. Mm-hmm. But when I came to uh, church, mm-hmm. I just found something more personal. Yeah. It kind of touched me, the mm-hmm. music, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I remember the pastor then was preaching about legacy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was like, forget, you know, when I die, I can't think of my life next month. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of made sense. Uh, from then, you know, I, uh, somebody gave me a Bible, I started reading it. And yeah, you know, I just came to a conclusion that really uh, Jesus Christ makes sense to me as opposed to, you know, all these other things that I had kind of tried. So that's how I kind of got introduced into church. I got born again and, you know. Yeah. And and then you came to Mavuno when so you must have moved with Mavuno when So when the Nairobi Chapel multiplied into mm. I think five or six yes, churches. I first churches. came to Westlands, Parklands yeah. actually. Yeah. It was called the um, Covenant Church. Yes, the so, Covenant. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, and then I met up with, um, I'd known, I'd, I'd done a Mizizi class. There's something, okay. there's a discipleship program called yeah, Mizizi. Yeah, yeah. So I did the first one with actually with Pastor M. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to know him. Um, it was very interesting. You know, I used to, I used to, I used to smoke like two packets of cigarettes a day. Oh, wow. So it was very hard, you know, mm-hmm. sitting in a service for two hours. Yeah. I, actually, I couldn't sit. So I had mm-hmm. to like, so one of the things that happened to me was, you know, It was very interesting. Somebody prayed for me and I never smoked since, you know. Wow. And I so I think God kind of just hit me hard, you know. Mm. Um and he just got my attention, you know. Um so yeah, well, during that period I met with Pastor Pastor Muridi um and uh, he was doing he wanted me to accompany a team that was going to Uganda. Mm to just uh, check out the place. Yeah. So that's how I kind of I went with them and then I just uh, moved to Mavuno. Wow. Yeah. I think that's an interesting story to just create context mm-hmm. of who you are. Yeah. So you're a businessman. I met you as a businessman. That's correct. I yes. met you as a businessman. You were running a company called Altra. That's right. And Altra was probably in my view mm. one of the biggest um merchandising was it merchandising it's clothing yes so you did t-shirts you did caps correct, you did correct, you, correct. you did branded branded merchandise that's right did you do safaricom wallets did you do the wallets as well yes we, <laughs> you were one of the suppliers used to submit those wallets that's right yes, for yes. the sim cards yes, right? yes 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 uh so that's that's who i met and you you had a pretty sizable operation and i was i, I used to find you strange because Sumit, I think you were driving. Were you driving a Probox? I was. 
you're driving this uh, driving this uh, <laughs> this big organization that's doing huge contracts yes uh, driving a pro box and i'm like this indians yes you know yes and it doesn't help even when we turn what's wrong with the pro box there's nothing wrong with, well there's everything <laughs> wrong with the pro box god please don't give me a pro box i know i want a car but god please uh, anything but a pro box yeah anyway so but i found that you you, you had it some, had a lot of space at the back so we could carry a lot of goods <laughs> so that that was that, why that was it that was it and the, you know it was a 1300cc <laughs> yeah. so the the fuel gauge would, would you know you'd have to drive a lot to get that gauge down oh wow so, yeah. <laughs> I, i thought you were humble that's what i thought okay do do you think you are humble humble mm. um i don't know well uh, i guess I, i if you know if somebody says they're humble <laughs> how do you say you're humble with humility moses, anyway, moses said he was humble uh, oh, really yeah, well okay i don't know if i was humble i just i think my mind was just on running the business and and keeping costs low and stuff like that so mm-hmm. i don't think i needed to drive a big car mm-hmm. just to you know look like a businessman or something so but I mean, I guess about, those things didn't really make much difference to me tell me about the business at that time what 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 i mean this mm-hmm. is i'm i'm talking maybe 20 at the time when i'm realizing the scope of your business yeah it's probably 2010 Yeah. Uh, 2009 2010 okay. thereabouts 2011 i think we we did a bit of work together mm-hmm. um, yes what was how was your business at that time so basically you know when i started off mm-hmm. i just started off from my parents house okay. um, and then um, gradually we got into manufacturing i wasn't really manufacturing early days we got mm-hmm. into manufacturing Um, so manufacturing it meant you were making the clothes yourself. Yeah, so we would buy the raw materials, okay. t-shirts, we'd buy the fabrics, yes. uh, then we'd stitch them, okay. we'd print them, we'd yes. uh, we embroidered them like mm. in terms of the wallets, we'd yes. buy those materials and just mm. stitch the whole wallet. Okay. So basically from the raw we material. created from scratch. Yes. Yes. So that's so, what so we, it was your own design. It would be our design or it would be the customer's design, okay. but we were manufacturer. Right. So yes. in terms of now just the organization mm. Um yeah you know uh, textiles is labor intensive so mm. we had a lot of uh, factory staff etc mm. what was the size of your staff at at best about 250 you were employing 250 people yeah i mean out of 250 probably about 200 220 were guys who were working in the factory wow yeah. that was that was the time then we were i mean that in fact that's the time we were doing those wallets and, mm. um so we had uh, sizable orders and you know these guys needed them very quickly so mm. yeah we just We, you had good turnaround time you had people working in the factory you had yeah. a system you were in industrial area at the time that's right yes. you had a big you had a good system would, would you say you had a successful business mm, would i say we had a successful to a certain extent we did do well mm-hmm. i think to a certain at to a certain place we did well mm-hmm. but we kind of uh, i think we kind of lost track at some point mm-hmm. um in terms of um, just managing the business and and those kinds of things. So I I think we succeeded. I wouldn't say we didn't succeed. It's mm. just that well, I mean, uh, if you get into the conversation of what happened in the future, we mm. we I made mistakes. So I want to try and paint the picture of what uh-huh. your business looked like mm-hmm. at best. When at, you when you were at mm-hmm. some success. Mm-hmm. What what did it at look be- like? At best at best we were one of the main suppliers to most corporate organizations mm-hmm. uh, in terms of clothing merchandise yes. um yeah i mean if if the big guys would con- consider buying you know t-shirts polos etc mm. we'd be in their top three list wow yeah so yeah you know i i think 
if people looked inside their wardrobes, mm. they would find an ultra t-shirt in their wardrobes. It, it's a very high chance that in those know, days, yeah, definitely. Uh, maybe definitely. maybe they're still maybe now yeah. the t-shirt is a duster. But <laughs> maybe, <yeah. laughs> yes. But at some point people had an ultra t-shirt yes. given by some corporate that's somewhere. True. That's true. Yes. That 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 um that you made. Yes. But like in terms of these wallets, we were uh, the, initially there were three of us, but mm. eventually we were the main guys. We were the main supplier of wallets. So if you bought a Safaricom SIM card yeah. and it came in a, in a wallet, yes. that wallet was an ultra wallet. 90% it would have been made by us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what, Did you have money? <laughs> did I have money? Yes. What do you mean, did I have money? Were did you I rich? have money in my pocket? Did I have money? Were you rich? Did you feel rich? <sighs> did I feel rich? I don't, well, I don't know if I Indians think, feel rich. Do Indians uh, feel rich? I, this and this is now. I'm, I'm here. I'm stereotyping. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Ahead, I don't mean stereotype, to stereotype, man. but yeah. but I feel like Indians and Kikuyus are the same. Mm-hmm. We don't show money. Mm. Mm. Uh, so and so you could have money. You could have real money, but you don't flash it. You know. You, you know. Mm. It's not. We we don't stereotypically, you know, buy the big cars. The Kikuyu mm. will still buy a pickup. Yeah. You know and. He, he could afford a Jag, a Jaguar, but he'll buy a pickup. I think what I'd say is this, eh? any money and all money that the business made, I put it all back in. So mm. I barely, and that was really my thinking, you know, let's yeah. just grow this business. Yeah. Um, so I rich in the sense that did I spend money on, you know, big cars or whatever? Mm. I didn't. You did didn't. Yeah. yeah. But there was, but, but, but but the, there was the business was gen- The business was generating uh, income mm. and we plowed it all back in. Mm. I mean, when we started, I had zero machines. Yes. So when you have like 200 um, machine operators, yes, that's about 200. Well, okay, we're working a day and night shift, so we had about 120 stitching machines. Mm. We had five or six printing machines. So yeah, we, we was it was yeah. It's a size. It was sizable business. What, what would have been the value of the business at the time? I don't know. Maybe 60, 70 million. From nothing to to, yeah. to possibly so we did succeed. Six, yes, I think we did succeed to yes. a certain extent. So yes. True. Yeah. So what happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> so so, so you're 20, doing you're doing yeah. well. Yeah. And then the next thing I hear mm. is uh, there's some struggles, yes. and I'm struggling with business at the time. Right. So I identify, but I'm I think at the time I'm as optimistic about your business yeah. as I am about mine, true. and I'm thinking that we will survive the storm. Yeah. Um. And then you shut down mm. effectively. That's true. What happened? Well, okay. So let's start from the end. So in 2016, yes, uh, in July, mm-hmm. uh, just about three years ago, yes, um, I just decided that I couldn't run this factory anymore. At that point, we had like 20, 25 employees. Um, from 250 yes. to 25 employees. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just felt I couldn't, uh, you know, just... It had come to a place where it, it just—it was just a nightmare. I mean, um, you know, we couldn't pay our staff members on time, mm. so there was always, you know, I mean, these are guys who are like, you know, tailors, etc. So mm. if you don't pay them, you know, they really struggle. Yeah. Um, we couldn't pay our creditors, banks, etc. Mm. So there was just a lot of pressure. Were you in debt? Well, a lot of debt. Don't ask me how much, <laughs> but a lot. I think I'll probably be paying that debt for for many years to come so so we so but basically what had happened was this we had gotten one large order Mm -hmm. 2016 yeah Um, and I had thought that um, we'd use that 
order to um, just get this business back on track mm-hmm. you know um, but unfortunately i think just trying and from we had yeah so that particular order i think i hired people try to get all these machines repaired and yeah. just get this you know just fix the things and try to get it moving uh, yeah. but then unfortunately this order got cancelled rejected rather so we produced all this stuff which was of poor quality so oh, i think wow. for me that was like the final nail in the coffin i said i'll just die so I, either i choose to die or i continue struggling to run this thing so i just said it's all right let's just stop and uh, and then see what to do so that's kind of um that's the end that's that that's, was, that's, that's in that's terms of the factory yeah. that was the end that's true that was the end yes <laughs> you closed those doors well Yeah, what I said was okay, let me just pay off these workers. Yeah. Um obviously we had some equipment and machinery mm, at mm, that time. Mm. So the first thing was to stop producing, which meant just pay off staff whatever we could. Um and then yeah, just now now begin to deal with the creditors, the banks, etc. So what did you do with your assets? Hey, uh, now uh a lot of them got auctioned. Uh, wow. I couldn't pay off, you know, so I mean got into a legal process. So there are some staff members who sued us, uh, you know, went to I mean if you hadn't paid them you hadn't paid them. So, yeah. you know. So all that happened uh, at some at finally a landlord who we had rent arrears with uh, came and locked the place. So that mm. was like uh, I mean that was the last time I entered that factory. So that was like the end of, you know, <laughs> ultra as we know it. Yes, as we point, knew it at that time. Knew, that's true. So, so it was a painful process and uh, you know not I, so I nice. Can, I can not imagine. just for me but for people for everyone. Yeah. yeah. But how did you get there? How did you move from mm. 250 yeah. employees to a profitable business, mm. 60-70 million worth mm. of business both in assets and probably revenue mm. to Look, so I think the first thing is this. Um you know, I got into competition mode which basically that I mean I'm, there are many mistakes I made but mm. one of the ones that I made was trying to uh compete with people who were uh, who had a lot more capacity financially etc than mm. us mm-hmm. so you know we take on some orders just for the sake of taking on orders you know just to keep competition out mm. which really we couldn't we shouldn't have done you couldn't service you know so yeah. those kinds of things now meant we were losing money mm. and we didn't have you know enough buffer mm. to sustain it. Mm. I mean we were competing with bigger guys. Yeah. So I think that's where I made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um that was one. And then I think again my own capacity to manage a, a business of that size, mm. I really don't think I had it, mm. you know. Um so just getting large orders was a good thing. Yeah. But then you know when you're running a factory, you need to manage it properly because yes. a factory is really about managing costs yes. and things like that. Yes. And I just wasn't on top of things. So mm. the business So essentially we were not making a profit. At some point it came to a place mm. where that factory was so inefficient. Mm. Um and there was theft, there was loss, there was rejection. Um yeah, and now what happens is you've got this huge thing, you you're trying to get it uh moving, mm. but really you're just digging a bigger hole. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because now okay, we because we had done well, mm. uh, we had good customers, the yes. banks were willing to lend to us. Yes. You know so when we went to them and said okay we have this problem they lent us more mm, money mm. uh we we said okay maybe it's the equipment so we kind of bought new equipment mm. borrowed more money mm. um but really i think it was just me not being able to 
manage a business of that size i also hired i think just in terms of the admin staff just mm. a lot of uh, you know my thinking was okay let me get qualified people who mm. pay a lot of money to mm. run this thing which mm. also didn't work so it was just a mess yeah i don't know that's how it kind of happened <laughs> what what, what? Yeah. what over a period of time yeah like how what, several years how many years how many years Probably do you six, think seven you are running down the business maybe 5 4 5 6 years possibly for 5 6 years so the business is running yes you're working yes. you're working hard yes but you're essentially running your business to the ground what you're really trying to do is firefight you mm. know you get a you you take an order you um you don't produce it properly so maybe it's delayed um the customer is not happy um in turn they probably don't pay you properly mm. which in turn creates another problem mm. where now your cash flow is affected mm. uh, or you take on an order to keep competition out um now you know you're not making money out of it mm. um yeah you, you then you look to hire up someone to try and fix this thing mm. who really is clueless as well but <laughs> costs a lot of money so so what I'm what I'm saying is I think I was just in this space where you know you're like in a forest man you're like in a jungle and you don't know what the hell is going on although you're you're just trying to find your way I think I mean in all honesty I tried everything I could but I I just I just couldn't do it yeah What was happening in your personal life at the time Okay well um so I was still a Christian yes. so you know um and it was it was a difficult process because I mean I I was I was a believer uh, you know go to church etc Um but it was a difficult time because you're seeing your life unravel mm. um basically um and um and you're wondering where God is. Mm. So I think in that on that side it was really it was a hard process for me in terms of my personal life now I mean basically when brokenness hits hits you you need to be realistic. Mm. So when was it in uh, I think in when was it in 2014 or something mm. I moved in with my mother mm. um because I couldn't really even afford to pay rent and stuff like how that. old are you? how old were you at the time 2014 I was 40 years so at 40 you moved in back yeah. with your mother yes. how did that feel um well initially it was a relief mm-hmm. you know because yeah. uh I was like at least I can breathe here yeah you know but of course I felt like a failure mm. you know I I mean I don't I, I don't I wouldn't at that point I was a failure, you know. You've mm. uh, you've you've you borrowed all this money which mm. you cannot pay. Mm. Um at that point, um you know, you've got other people into trouble. Mm. Um you know, um I'd gone into this relationship as well mm. uh, in 2012, 13 something like that. Mm. Uh and now we had a kid, mm. we had a child. Uh, my daughter was born then. Um so, you know, as a man, you're like um <laughs> Um so I'd gone into this relationship we weren't married mm. um and basically it was my responsibility to you know support uh, her mm. uh, etc and I it was really hard for me at that time I mean I, I was going through a financial you know crisis a, a difficult time yeah. and it really hits you hard because you kind of uh, you know I think you just feel like a failure you know you feel like a failure in terms of just being a man mm. you know you're mm. like hey, men are not supposed to be like this you know it's a it's a hard process it's um 
your self esteem is basically blown out of the window mm. you know uh, you begin to um, i mean emotionally it's a, it's a, it's a mess uh, but then well as a man you know you just have to i mean for me i was like okay so i have this responsibility in terms mm. of my daughter etc mm. so i was like okay i don't have a choice i just have to do whatever i have to do to yeah but being a failing failing as a man is a very for me anyway i don't know mm. about other men mm. your concept of who a man should be you're not that you know so you're mm. just even trying to figure out what the hell really <laughs> who, are you man? who am i <laughs> yeah exactly. what am i yeah you know am i just a loser what am i yeah i want to get into that just for a second mm. because a lot of the times and one of the reasons i'm doing this this series mm-hmm. is because as men we a lot of the times define ourselves by what we do mm. and we define ourselves by what we have so it's our career mm. it's maybe what we have in terms of our skills yeah but also in terms of the money that we have in our pocket what yeah. do you feel about that now you see amani as i th- as i process this whole episode mm. not just the the part where i feel but the mm. point where i started mm. you know my father basically we were a middle class family mm. and he used to work in a textile company mm. i never wanted to uh when i started the business one of my main motivations was to be a businessman mm. you know because mm. i just thought not that i thought i saw mm. that those that work and those that own mm. are different yes. they're treated differently yes. and i didn't want to be treated like a okay. an employee mm. i wanted to be a businessman yes uh, and that was my identity in fact uh i think at the back of my mind mm. that's really a lot of what drove me to keep mm. this thing going you know because i was like this is who i am You're i mean a business I'm a businessman yeah. and like you said as well yeah. you looked at me as a businessman you are a businessman exactly. I mean, you are you, you are a I mean? guy so um but again you know as this thing collapsed and my life was sort of in shambles let's say uh god again began to speak to me and mm. said you know uh that's not your identity you're my son and that's who you are you know um yeah but it's a it's a painful process trying to disassociate yourself because you've kind of created this image yes you know what i mean mm. um and when that image is really taken away it's like you know you've been stripped naked mm. you're unlearning <laughs> things so so it's a process just to say okay it doesn't really matter yes. you know whether people think of me as a businessman or whatever I, yeah but it's not an easy thing i think you're right a lot of a lot of as men we are we're looking for an identity mm. for sure mm. for sure mm. and uh, that identity could be a businessman it could be a you know a football player or whatever but um it's 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 really not very uh, it's not a really founded <laughs> in a strong foundation because i mean as a football player you could break your leg you're no longer a football player yeah. then what do you stop being you yeah you know and if the people who associated with you was because you are a football player and obviously when you're not they mm. all disappear so i think for me this process of just uh, knowing who i am in in in, in god and in christ mm. just as kind of it doesn't bother me anymore because people you know when you failed mm. that thing remains so it doesn't bother me i mean i recognize i made mistakes um, but yeah you know 
God still loves me. <laughs> he does. And to ask you one more question sure. before we move on from that space. Mm. Um your circle of friends, mm. your 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 band of brothers so to speak. Mm. How did they handle that time for you? Yeah, good question. Um it was very interesting because um I had two friends. Mm-hmm. Um who I think to a certain degree understood. Mm. Uh, I think they tried to understand what yeah. these guys going through. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think they were there to listen to maybe yeah, actually three of them. Mm. So they kind of supported me to a certain extent. Um Yeah, but otherwise I think it was it's a very it's a lonely kind of a process. It, it is. It's you you go journey. through it alone. Yes. I, okay, as in people your friends can be there for you to the extent that they can. Mm. But really the depth of let's call it pain. For mm. me it was painful. It was mm. just pain. I don't know, you know. There's no physical pain, but you mm. you just this you know you you just there's some pain inside. Mm. Um nobody can really and even like you know I, I was telling you um even your not even friends your immediate family can mm. understand i remember you know i mean you know my my mother for example yeah. to a certain extent i think she had aspirations for me <laughs> there was this guy who was moving by home yeah. probably at some to a certain kind of degree thought that this guy really is a failure you know mm. um, so it's a, it's a, it's a lonely thing it's a difficult thing Yeah. So how do you get out of it? Mm. Okay, so uh, I think well, for me basically um again I was at that desperate place. Yes. I was at that desperate place and mm. and I again, you know, it's just like the way I first started coming to church. I mm. I went back to God and said, mm. "Okay, you know, you're God." Yeah. You know. Um So what's what's the way forward? Mm. Uh, how is this supposed to pan out? Mm. I think I also kind of shared with you. I mean, I was in such a dark place. Mm. I was like, man, is it? Uh, I don't really see a future for myself. Yes. I mean, you know, you're in debt. Mm. You owe people money. Who mm. are asking for it? Mm. You have these responsibilities, mm. and you know, who, people are like, hey, man, you have mm. to meet your. And I was like. I just don't I don't I don't know how this thing is just going to pan out. Well, when we spoke yesterday you said yeah. you, you felt like you had three choices. Yes. <laughs> you want, you want we talk about those three choices. So, let's talk about sure. them. Sure. Sure. Okay. So again, um like I said, it's a very desperate place. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh I was like, okay, you know, I mean, forget about what i'm going through mm. this has affected my family mm. my mother mm. it's affected my daughter who i think at that time was 2 3 years old mm. she's a baby really uh her mother because i was responsible for whatever mm. so um i was i was i was telling god you know i really don't think eh, i i can do this thing mm. I, i don't think i can get up in the morning uh, and continue mm. so god just said to me okay um let's just think this through you know Uh, and he actually told me take out a piece of paper let's write down what your what 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 you can do what are your options what are my options so i think i still have that register so i, I drew three lines mm-hmm. and i said option one is to take off mm-hmm. you know find some place leave the country yeah you hop know, on a flight and disappear go to delhi possibly <laughs> so that was an option mm-hmm. uh, i mean i could have done it i yeah. think i could have you know just gotten a ticket and gone mm. you know I switched off my phones or whatever mm. 
The second option was how uh, <laughs> the hell do you? I was suicidal to yeah. be honest. Yeah. You know, I was like, man, uh, that's an option. Mm. I could just go. In yes. fact, I, 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 my prayer at that time was, Lord, you know, can I just come? <laughs> Take my life. Yeah, can I just come to you? Mm. You know, mm. that was the. And this is basically a conversation I'm having with God. Mm. So I'm writing these things down, uh, but it's like a conversation. Mm. The third option was to continue. Mm. Get up in the morning, mm. uh, deal with whatever I have to. I had to look mm. for a job. Mm. Look for a job. Uh, look for pay money to pay my daughter's school fees, mm. uh, rent, whatever. Mm. All these things. Mm. That was the third option. And the third option, really, there was no direct. I mean, there was nothing. I didn't know. I basically knew tomorrow morning, uh, I have to get up and call people to look for a job. It was just a decision to, to continue. Yeah, to continue. To exactly. just wake up and. Exactly. Try again. Exactly. Try whatever. Just take the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that was the conversation I was having with God. Mm. And basically, option one was basically God said you're running away from the problems mm. and you want to leave them on other people. Mm. And I was like, yep, that's true. And he was like, okay, so your mom and the others will have to deal with this. Mm. Is that what you want? I was like, no, I don't want them to deal mm. with the problems I've created. Mm. The second one was um and the first one was you know eventually i'd have to come back and deal with them anyway so the second one was okay so let's say if i'm i'm suicidal mm. all right <laughs> so what do i do uh, what happens then i was like okay and that's the one that god really spoke he just asked me a simple question what will happen to your daughter mm. and i was like her life will never be the same you know um, she will just not experience the life um that she would if i was there mm. and secondly would have my mother would be shattered yeah so is that god asked me is that what you want mm. and i was like no i can't do that mm. so he was like okay so that leaves option 3 to mm. continue mm. and then he directed me to a, i was reading my bible mm. I, mean, i couldn't pray mm. i just couldn't verbally pray so mm. i used to write down my prayers mm. i just couldn't pray mm. <laughs> very interesting <laughs> um He directed me to a verse in Isaiah, I think in 42 or something. Mm. The verse simply says, you know, you'll go through fire, mm. but you won't get burnt. Mm. You'll go through the flood waters, but mm. you won't drown mm. because I'll be with you. Mm. And that's what I think God just said to me, you know what, whatever the issues are, you have to deal with them. Uh, and it's going to be like fire. It's going to be like drowning. It's not going to be easy, but I'll be with you. And I was like, okay, man, let's just do this. Uh, you know, like I was telling you yesterday, sometimes I, my prayers were, Lord, take me through the next hour. Yeah. This particular situation. That's all I'm asking. If you can just One get, hour. Yeah. If you can just get me through just getting up in the morning, mm. taking a mat to get to work, mm. I'll be grateful. You know, just, just keep my mind sane enough mm. to do this. Um, like, take me through the afternoon let me just get through the afternoon um you know sane mm. um let me just have enough energy to just go and let my daughter see me you know i'm not asking that i'll be all excited but let me just be there mm. take me through that and that's how it was for days weeks months yeah <laughs> yeah wow. that's how it was you never wanted to be an employee and now you have a job Well, uh I had okay, at the so, time you had you had to find a job. Yes. So so what happened was um 
again you know uh, i think a couple of weeks after i um, we shut down this factory i called one of my suppliers at that time mm-hmm. uh, they were, i mean we were one of their big customers mm-hmm. of course they had they'd seen me go through all these problems uh, etc so i'd called the guy the owner and he i think again by god's grace gave me a job um, so i started that job Again, I mean, by God's grace, again, you know, the 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 actual work that I needed to do was mm. something I I it was a sales job. So, mm. it was something that I was good at. Mm. And the products that they wanted me they had this stock, mm. this excess stock line. Mm. It was a huge garment factory, mm. probably the largest. Mm. Uh, and they had this excess stock. Mm. And so my job was to clear that, help them clear that stock. Yeah. So again, I thank God, you know. I was able to do that well. Uh, I was being paid well. Mm. So Uh, in August 2016 is when I got that job, mm-hmm. um, and I was being paid enough now to just, you know, uh, from a financial perspective, just mm-hmm. pay my basics, yeah. know, the responsibilities I had with my daughter's school fees, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And then I began to save, and you know, yeah. So that's how it worked. So I got a job. Yeah, I was employed, and you know, it was not easy because, I mean, everybody knew who I was in terms of you know having run this business, yeah. etc. So. But again God just told me you know this is the way it is I told you it's not going to be easy but you just have to take it one day at a time When we met a couple of weeks ago mm. you you alluded to just being able to keep saving mm-hmm. until you had a tidy sum Yes Tell me about that process and that discipline Well look you know I mean again the discipline that I had uh, developed mm. just because of having very limited money mm. uh you know just and i i, di- I didn't i mean I, th- i didn't kind of change my lifestyle i didn't mm. i was staying at my mom's house i was still taking a mat mm. um uh, i was still not spending money on anything else mm. um so basically i mean i i i was just saving every last cent i could Mm. At the back of my mind I still felt you know at some point this business could get back on track mm. so let me just save so I was saving um, well not only was I saving I just wasn't spending I just didn't want to spend money mm. you know, just, yeah so so that's what I did for like over what just about two and a half years what was the result of that not not in amount mm. ne- necessarily I mean mm. it's fine if you want to share it but yeah. in terms of what it did for you mm. as a person mm-hmm. Um, those two years of just diligently working, being disciplined about how you spend, being disciplined about saving, what did it do for you? So, you know what happened is, after a month or two, having a job, eh, mm-hmm. um, I still had customers. Mm. I mean, the factory had shut down, yeah. so the customers would still send me emails. You know, mm. So, I got one order. Mm-hmm. You know, I was employed, I got an order. Mm. So, I was like, okay, maybe... Mm-hmm. I didn't want to really get back into business because yeah. it had just totally drained me. Yeah, out, you know? I understand it. Mine, so, is, mine is in boxes, <laughs> okay. literal, literal boxes. <laughs> so I was like, okay, maybe I can make a little bit of money mm-hmm. with these small, small orders, orders that come yeah. in here yeah. and there. Mm-hmm. Now, my reputation was in tatters, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, because there was debt, etc. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people were like, this guy hasn't paid us. So mm-hmm. basically, there was nobody who was going to give me credit. So, yes. The long and short is at some point, you know, I said okay, maybe in the future mm. this business can come back on track, mm. but in order for that to happen, I need to have enough capital mm. 
um to to be able to fund these orders. yeah because none will give you will, will, will give you an order no one will supply your order yes without Unless without, without money yes yeah. exactly mm. so so at, at that point again god said to me that you know this business will come back mm. okay mm. Uh, but again it's a process you know god had already told me there's no miracle because mm. at some point my prayer was let's have a miracle yeah, you know, he, he you, said he said you were looking for <laughs> yeah i was like you know god you've done many things in my life that are miraculous yes. like the one of that prayer and i just stopped smoking yeah. that was like supernatural yes i mean i struggled man yeah. hey, to uh, quit that i, I understand like, i understand the struggle <laughs> better than you think i do yeah okay yeah. so so i knew god could do these yeah. things You know, I mean mm. there are the prayers workwise I prayed and God just came through. But mm. this one, mm. he, he just said no. Okay, he didn't say no. He just said we are going to have to go through the, the consequences mm, yes. of mm. the 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 things that you have brought into your life, mm. you know? Mm. You have to deal with those consequences. Now, part of the consequence of just having a bad reputation is that people don't trust you. You know, and they won't give you credit, etc. Mm, so, mm. I mean, if I had to do any business, it had to be done on cash. Yeah, you know. So, but then I realized that if I continue working, mm. doing a good job at my workplace, mm. uh, and saving, mm. I could accumulate money mm. to be able to do larger orders. Mm. You know. Mm. So, in fact, over the two and a half year period, it's like that was my vision. You know, mm. by the time I'm exiting mm. this place I've got enough working capital mm. um to be able to kind of get this business back on mm. track. Mm. Um yeah so that's so uh, so yeah my focus was always on that you know in fact um even as I accumulated more and more money my lifestyle didn't change I didn't you know start spending more money or buying expensive things or whatever nothing nothing I mean it was simple I had this vision which brought focus which brought discipline. Mm. I think that's one of the good things during that period. Mm. I became a very disciplined person financially. So you go through this two and a half years of working. Yep. Your head is down. You 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 you're living, you know, simply you're doing you're working you're employed. Yes. Then what happened? Did you quit? Did you decide no, to no, go back? No. What, what happened? So my you know my um uh at some point my prayer with God was that you know after 2 years of being employed um I'll go back to the business, mm. you know. So basically mid 2018 was September 2018 was mm. when I was supposed to exit mm-hmm. but by then I'd gotten used to this job mm. <laughs> so getting this paycheck yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they say the worst addictions are heroin yeah. carbohydrates yeah. and a monthly salary <laughs> well you know uh it beca- it becomes comfortable yeah you know what i mean yeah. because at the end of the month you get paid i, I don't know what you mean i can't remember <laughs> i can't remember what a salary feels like bro okay that's how it is man it's been like 10 years almost man. so you become comfortable mm. you know you mm. don't you, there's that that element of worry goes yes you know because mm. the money hits your account mm. and you pay your bills mm. you know mm. um so I, i kept postponing this thing and then uh that's another whole story maybe i can talk about it another time in uh, Jan- january 2019 basically this, this year, year. Mm. i was exited yeah you are no longer strategic 
That's so, how I was fired once. So, <laughs> whether I was not strategic or whatever. But mm. what I had said to God at that point was, you know what, Lord, me, I'm struggling, but mm. I, I don't think it's time for me to go. Mm. But if you want me to go, let them fire me. I oh. won't go and ask to leave. So they fired me. <laughs> so I don't know whether that was good or what. Wow. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that's what happened. So they so, fire you, but you have a little stash. Uh, yes. you, you, you've you've now learned some discipline, mm. you've some focus. Yeah. So what do you uh, do? Well, I, the first month or two was a little bit difficult because I was thinking like maybe I'm not ready. I need mm. to get back uh, yeah. to getting a job. You, you get some self-doubt, eh? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I understand I it. Get back to a job. Mm. Um, you know, the environment is hard, etc. Mm. Mm. Um, but then I said, okay, let me just get back to this business. Mm. Uh, at that point, I think I had well, like um, one employee who was an intern or two, mm. I remember. Um, so that was January is when I when I exited this company. Um, so there were issues. So that that was on my mind during January, February. I was now trying to just um, get back, get get to thinking of how this business could work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I just said, okay, let me just give it a go. In fact, what I said was, I'll try till June, mm. which was basically what last month. Last month, yeah. yeah. I'll try till June. If it's not working. Then you know I'll look for a job, mm. but in the meantime, let me get all these job etc. out of my mind and just focus on the business. Again, uh, you know, fortunately, um, my sister had some space, so she gave me some space to work from, mm. to pay rent. Um, yeah, so that's so. So between what January, February, and um, June now, I've been on the business. Yeah, how is it? Well, it's um, it's not an easy process. It's not an easy process. But there's progress. Mm. There's progress. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, we've been trying to accumulate customers, get mm. new customers. Mm. Are you manufacturing now? No, we're not. We're not so, manufacturing. So, so you're, you're, you're more of a sales outfit? Well, yeah. I mean, you see, I was dealing with all these suppliers, etc. Yes, so yes, I already yes. knew them. And I already knew kind of how this thing works. Mm. So... So yeah, we, we don't manufacture anything at the moment, mm. which is in a way it's good mm. um, because we can you know utilize other people other people's resources. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's where we are at the moment. Are you looking to go back to yes. manufacturing? You know what? The question I ask myself is: anything that I do now, mm. is it going to add value? Mm. You know, mm. if somebody is manufacturing T-shirts, for example, mm. and I start manufacturing, mm. what difference is it going to make to the mm. customer? Mm. Um, and and what I've realized is, you know, a lot of the guys who are in this industry are just not customer focused. Mm. You know, I mean, my as a customer to them, mm. it's frustrating. Mm. And I'm thinking this is what probably all the other, most of the other customers go through as mm. well. Mm. Um, so is it a viable option to start something and give people a better experience? Mm. So that's what I've, it's, it's on my mind at the moment. Mm. Um, so that's, but even if I do, I've said I'll probably do it next year, yeah. early next year, possibly. We'll see. We'll just see. Uh, a question I asked you yesterday mm. is, uh, how has this experience changed you mm. as a person? Yeah. What kind of person are you now compared to? So I think, the, the, I mean, I, I look, I think I've become a more long-term kind of thinking person now. Like I was telling you yesterday, in my mind, uh, I look at the time that I will die. Mm. All right? Mm. And, you know, maybe 
and not only that how much time do i have left mm. to do what i want to do as mm. much as i can you know um so i guess one answer to that question would be i've realized i don't have that much time mm. you know i probably have maybe 30 years mm. or 35 years where i can you know even physically mm. do something value mm. so mm. that's very to me it's very limited it's yeah. not a lot of time yeah. so what has that what that has brought to my mind is just focus mm. uh, i'm i'm focused on the things that are important and i spend my time resources and energy on those things only okay so yeah. what what are those things that are that you're focused on one is obviously my relationship with god okay um, which you know i think is more easy now it's mm. not so hard mm. um the business mm. uh, you know my the vision is to have a business that um you know like i said to you yesterday <laughs> would mm. be so strong they mm. would at least survive another generation yeah you know mm. so that's that's the, that's the kind of business that it and also a good business like i was saying you know a business that you know people are happy to work mm. with mm. Uh, the staff are happy to work customers mm. are happy to work mm. it's a, it's got a good reputation uh, you know i mean like i i don't know if yeah i didn't tell you but uh, you know those early days when i got saved god mm. clearly told me mm. no bribing no this mm. kind of mm. thing you just do your business properly mm. so again a business that's doing well that's thriving mm. without having to you know, cut corners yeah. etc yeah. then again is my family mm. uh, really my daughter uh, make sure i spend time with her more that's every mm. day uh, well maybe four five times a week mm. you know my health um and then just my own growth in terms of learning so those four five things i mean if you examine my week uh, those are the things i do mm. i don't do anything else and then i also look out for things which would steer me off you know which which i avoid i make sure i stay away from those <laughs> all the best to that man <laughs> yeah. stay staying away from things that uh, would veer you off yes. yeah summit this is an incredible story because what what i feel like it is it's a it's a story of restoration it's a story of rebuilding mm-hmm. it's a redemptive story true it is i'm wondering mm-hmm. what 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 is what is a conversation you would have with someone who's where you are when you are shutting down the business mm-hmm. someone who is going through their inevitable halt mm-hmm. what what would you tell that person When you are in that when I was in that space eh, because of the pain mm. emotional pain yeah plus other external factors mm. so like in my case debt yes. all these things eh, yes um, really you can't see a future mm. um, your mind just cannot comprehend you can get past the things that are right in front of you yeah as in it's a, okay for me it was virtually people told me you know oh it'll be okay blah blah whatever mm. in my mind i just couldn't mm. picture it yes it, I, it was just impossible it's not there it's just not there yeah. you know in fact yeah you know but okay for me you know um i think it's just my faith that's what i would say was uh, was like um just a huge um factor mm. I, d- i don't know if i don't think if if god had not helped me i don't know how i would have made it yeah. honestly yeah. because i mean the mistakes were made by me you know so so clearly i wasn't such a smart guy <laughs> um, yeah. are, are you are you one now 
uh, I think I've learned you're smarter yeah, probably pro- <laughs> hopefully I won't make those mistakes again you look smarter <laughs> I hope I won't make those mistakes again but what I would say is this huh? uh I think there is hope um there is hope mm. there is no place that you can't get out of yeah it's not an easy process yeah. it's a it's a very painful difficult process mm. uh amani i mean even now sometimes i wonder how did this happen how i i think of those thoughts that i used to have yeah, yeah. you know i mean like how will i ever pay this person mm. you know who's asking me to pay them how will i ever pay them mm. how will i ever um I mean will I be an employee for the rest of my life yeah you know and my dream you know even when I was a kid was I wanted to be a business person yeah so your dream is like blown up in smoke yeah you know um but I think there's hope uh, I mean me yeah, I don't know if whoever is listening to me is a christian then really <laughs> you know what you need to do is connect with god yeah for that's what I would say yeah um and if you're not I would suggest you try <laughs> you know give it a shot yeah i mean the fact that i'm sitting here and saying this yeah. i mean i'm not trying to you know i'm just telling you the reality of my mm. life mm. you know that's how it worked out for me but even if you choose not to i think just just take one step at a time mm. one day at a time you know uh, just try and get through the day like choose to continue yeah exactly make that deliberate choice mm. uh, for me I whenever I was despairing or something would mm, happen mm. and I was like man what the heck is this I would remind myself mm. or maybe God reminded me remember your daughter is growing up and you need to be there yeah. for her mm. and I was like all right man let's just continue <laughs> wow yeah um again it's very hard to do this thing alone it's very very hard So you just you probably I mean um you need friends you can talk to Do you have those? Yeah, I have a couple. Mm. Uh, I have a couple. Um yeah, I have a couple of friends. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. How does it feel to share this story? You know when you when when we talked about this yeah. uh for me uh I was like okay, I really don't want to share this. Yeah. You know because it's like um Yeah, it's uh, it's not I mean what's so good about it, yeah. you know. <laughs> However, I think the fact that by God's grace I've come to where I am yeah, now, through yeah, this season, yeah, eh? yeah. Uh I hope someone mm. will listen to it yeah. and believe. Yeah. You know, it's not like they've watched a movie or something yeah, yeah. or you know read a book. Yeah. There's an actual human being yeah. that's been through this mm. and is where they are now. And I actually think, you know, the next 20, 30 years of my life will be much much better, of more impact, more value, uh, and even happier just for me as a person yeah. than the previous. So, and to be honest, I would never have thought that amani. I mean, at the point where you're thinking life is not worth living, mm-hmm. and now you're thinking, you know, Uh, forget the past the best years of my life ahead, ahead of, of you me yeah. is really it's like <laughs> it's quite a switch. It is. And, and 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 you've alluded to the question I was going to ask you because uh, you've you talk about the optimism optimism you have now mm. how else would you describe 
the space that you're in now. Just business-wise, uh, mentally, spiritually, mm. just financially, just how? Uh, well, what I would say probably, um, I think I'm, I'm more confident mm. about uh, where I am. Yeah. I'm more comfortable yes. with who I am, yes. where I am. Yes. And confident that what I'm doing yes. uh, is taking me and the people around me yeah. to a good place. Mm. I don't doubt. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think I'm clearer. Mm-hmm. I'm clearer. Mm. Um, you know, I'm clearer. I'm more confident. Um, I'm calmer. Yeah, those are probably the words I would mm. I would I would say. All right. Yeah. Thank you, man. <laughs> All right, cheers. Yeah. And that is the story of one Sumit Walia. What a story, man. I don't know what you're going through. If you're having a great time, thank God for it. And if you're having a good time, I want you to be able to look and say, what are the things I'm doing now that ensure that I don't go down that path that brings my business to a grind and to a halt? And be able to just look at your processes and do the right things. But if you're going through a hard time, Sumit said it, there is hope. The doom and the gloom that you see, that's not the end of the story. One day my brother asked me, Amani, do you know fat women? I was like, eh, I know, I know a few. And he says, like, do you know like a really fat woman? I'm like, eh, well, you know, I know a few. <laughs> he says, do you know like a huge fat woman who can sing? I'm like, where are you going at? And he says, it's not over until the fat lady sings. <laughs> Sumit is telling you, every day above the ground is a good day. He's saying that, you know, there's hope. And if you believe in God, then there's definitely hope there. But even if you don't, what you see is not the entire story. Rise up, try again. Rise up, try again. And as we end this podcast, I want to pay tribute to one Bob Colimo. And to pay tribute to a man who came into this country and turned us upside down. A man who taught us how to lead from the heart. And it's amazing how right now we have so many people mourning, owning a piece of him. One man, how could such, just one man touch so many people's lives? And it's got me thinking about legacy. It's got me thinking about how do I lead? What's my motivator? Is it the heart? Is it the shilling? What is it? And so, Bob, thank you for the laughter that you gave me. And thank you for the affirmation that you gave me when you did. And thank you for the bet that you lost (laughs) on my parking spree. Thank you for leading from your heart. And wherever you are, I hope that you're in peace. Goodbye.